Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today I'm joined by property connoisseur, lifestyle business advocate, Miss Vicky Wooshay. How are you today, Vicky? Very good. Thank you, Mr. Haggerty. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, you know, we just had a little chat beforehand, and from that, I'm really, really looking forward to just diving deep into your mind, really, and getting some really key gems out of that. But before we do that, please just let everyone kind of know what you do, who you are. Okay. So as you mentioned, my background's in property. I got made redundant in 2006 and thought that I could be a consultant version of what I was before I was made redundant, which is in education. Um, and it's not that easy because although I'd been teaching business studies as a university lecturer and helping other people set up businesses, it's not just a case of um, I'm really good. Here I am. Please pay me money. Um, and I naively thought that all of these people that would have loved me when I was working for them, paid by the government, um, would love me just as much when they had to pay me directly. And that's not how it works. So a massive, massive lesson about mm -hmm. the difference between theory of business and the reality of business. Um, and so then just did loads of personal development, got into property investment, says that quite flippantly, but... <laughs> as you do, just casually. Do. Yeah, yeah, as you do. 2008 started to invest in property for myself um, and my family group. And by 2009, 10, I was buying on average one to two properties a month for myself and clients because once I'd started buying property for me um, and I'm quite a chatterbox, um, people would ask me questions and I'd quite freely answer them. And then people started saying to me, can you help me invest? Mm -hmm. So then I realized that I wasn't just a property investor. I was a property business owner and the property business was about sourcing property for other people. And then the education side of me came back. So then I had a property training business. And the more I worked with clients, I just realized I have a business which is about helping people take the resources they've got and create the lifestyle that they want. Mm -hmm. And for some of them, it's just sorting stuff out. But some of them, it is going that extra step and investing in property and that's what i've been doing since 2008 now i mean on paper you've, you're living the dream right you're you you've, you did the property investment you started do it helping other people but for you it, it was much more about finding a business and doing things that give you things in your personal life right oh very definitely i mean all the way through the reason I, th I think even the reason that I was a university lecturer was because there are enormous holidays, <laughs> amazing holidays. Now, I wouldn't say ever be a teacher. My son-in-law is a teacher, and that seems to be a hellish job. Um, I also had a go at being a college lecturer, um, and they're still a bit spitty, those teenagers. They're a bit, ugh. Um, whereas when you, yeah, when you move up to university, especially now as they have to pay for it, they're a bit more serious. Some of them yeah. are even adult um and it just gave me great holidays and it was always about that and the reason it was about that was not for some genius insight at the time because that's come with hindsight but mm. because it was a single mum and so i needed to find a way that i could have a job that was flexible enough that i could be there for my children 
And so teaching and that style of things was was a, an option. And then having tasted that, having tasted that freedom, work really hard in chunks, be present when I need to be yeah. present, be present in the room, prepare, have those systems in place, know when I'm going to mark, know when I'm going to prep, then why wouldn't I just apply those insights to any other business that I created? And that's the same for me with property. So I've not created a property business that requires me 24-7 because I wanted to prioritise my holidays. So, yeah. When people come to you and start asking about property because you're you know you are someone with a huge amount of expertise how often do you find that they're what's the best way to phrase this i guess chasing the wrong dream because i think especially now we see not just property but social media influencers it's so it's like the shiniest penny you will ever see okay it's the answer to all your problems yeah in reality it's not that no quite right Uh, i would say if i was being generous, 80% of the people um, yeah. come with, uh, they, they not necessarily they want to get rich, that sort of get mm-hmm. rich, but, but they want to have money without any understanding of how much money or what they're going to do with the money. And one of the first things I always say to people is, what is the life that you want to live once you've completed this and then let's work out how much that costs and I remember one guy coming to me saying right I want you to help me to invest in property okay good um what have you goals have you got goals lined up because it's always nice to know what you're thinking yes I want 100 properties awesome why what sounds like a nice number okay what's the strategy then buy to let so you're going to have 100 tenants then yes how are you going to manage them I'm going to manage them myself right And then how would you like your life to be? Well, I want to be with my wife and my children. You won't. You'll be with your 100 tenants because the probability in the space of a month with 100 tenants that someone is going to want you for something every day, you're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to have the school holidays off. And so it's really about getting into, for me, first of all, that clarity. What do you want life to look like? And then let's work out how much that life is going to, cost you Mm. and I worked out for him that because he still wanted to work and he ran his own business that actually and I say only he only needed five properties well that's much more manageable and then even use a letting agent and all of a sudden he was creating something that made the best use of his money he leveraged his money he leveraged his time by using the letting agent and he had this pod of five houses this portfolio of five houses that was going to generate some additional income so that all the pressure wasn't on him and the business that he was doing he knew that he always had x amount of money coming into his family on a monthly basis and that just takes the pressure off and once the pressure's off the joy can just flood in how does it feel for you when you see someone like that go through that thought process of 100 properties because that's what I've seen or I've heard or I've read or you know wherever he got that number from and then through you know working with you and speaking to you it's actually doesn't you know like you say he doesn't need that he needs the five properties to give him the xyz of what he wants I have to say I do get a vicarious buzz out (laughs) of 
<laughs> clients getting their insights. But what's even nicer is working with clients who have been maybe stalking me on the side. So they've met me somewhere. So like in the old days when we used to actually go out to events and speak, um, you know, they, so long ago now. <laughs> so long ago, I know. Uh, but this is so much easier. So um, they used to meet me on at an event, and they maybe spoke to me, maybe they didn't. They sat in the audience. They may have read some of the books, and then eventually, eventually, when the time's right for them, they get in touch, mm -hmm. and then they say, "Okay, I've been following your stuff, and I want to invest in property." So they've got some of my um, strategies or some of my beliefs. They understand it already, yeah, because they, they've sort of tested me out by seeing me speak and read the books. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of coming, not not pre-sold, it's not that hard, but they're coming open to the change yeah. and then watching them actually act. Watching. So the difference is like the first guy was a, was a strategy session where we just spoke about what he wanted. Then he decided that he wanted to go off and do that for himself, which is mm – -hmm one of the ways that I help people just to enable them to go and implement their own plan because that's all they need. But then there are people who actually want to work alongside me sort of in a mentoring role and then other people that want me to just do it for them. So I've got those sort of three aspects to yeah. the business. Um, and actually working, I mean, I've been working with the client at the moment who had been following me for four or five years through her divorce. So she was coming to the end of her marriage. She went through that whole process, finally got divorced. And then when she got divorced, one of the first things she did was come to me because she knew she'd picked me out as the person mm -hmm. she wanted to work with. And she's completed on her first deal and she's just putting it up for rent. We got a bit delayed with COVID, of course, um, but she was just ready to rent before that. So now the letting agents got it on the books and we're expecting the first tenant this week. Love it, love it, love it. And that how, is amazing. That transition for people is amazing. Yeah. How how do you manage it then? How do you manage to make sure that you make sure that you're practicing what you preach, as it were, making sure that your business is set up in a way that it's fueling your lifestyle in the way that you want it to be, or still going on holidays, or perhaps not at the moment, obviously. <laughs> but how I'm, do you I'm make sure that you in do Morocco. That? I'm, I'm in Morocco at the moment. Oh, Did well, you know? Go. There we go. Yeah, obviously not. That's what the diary <laughs> says. But yeah, um, you just have a green screen, and yeah, I could, have, I could have had the green screen. Look, look where I am. No, that wouldn't have worked. Um, so how have I got it set up? Well, I think it was right at the beginning, being very clear on what was important to me, mm -hmm. and what was important to me back in two thousand and eight, and even before that was my daughters and spending time. So. It's really about understanding your values. And we spoke before the show about how this crazy 2020 has enabled a lot of people to start to question yeah. what they thought was important to them before. Before going to work, um, the company car, the status, the office, whatever, all of that was important. But actually, now they, they've worked from home, they've realized that they can do as much as they did without the hour to hour commute each way they can do as much as they did before at home but because they can start earlier and not have lunch or whatever mm -hmm. because they don't need it they can finish earlier they can be out in the garden with the children they could be walking the dog or with the families and so starting to question 
what's actually important to you and not what you have been told is important. Our education system might get a little controversial here, but our education system is designed to turn us into worker ants. Yeah. Of so course. you go through school, you go through college, mm -hmm. you go to university with massive debt, which ensures that you have to work on the other side yeah. to repay the debt. And then you're told you need to own a house. So yeah. you have to have a job to get a mortgage. Yeah. And you're all the way through. Yeah. And actually, that's not true. Really, what's important, and actually I think this period of lockdown has shown that as well, is your health, your mm. mental health and your physical health and the family, the friends and the community that you have around you to support you. People who have really struggled have been those people who've been isolated. But if you have a balanced life, you have a community around you, you have family, you have friends. So even if you couldn't see them physically or touch them physically, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you were doing the same. The the dreaded weekend Zoom quiz, the family Zoom <laughs> quiz. Lordy, I mean, you know, everybody's general knowledge will have been exponential over yeah. this period. <laughs> it's, I'm, amazed, I'm amazed that pub quizzes are not being more popularised right now through the practising of the last three months. I know, I know, it's, it's just crazy. We should all be doing it. But I think that's because everybody's doing it in their, their family units. But I think the key thing is once you know what's important to you, and although I, you've asked me the question about my business, my property, my mm -hmm. training, it applies to every business yep. owner. You know, what is it that you are offering, your product or your service? Who are you offering it to? And is, is there enough of them? And are they willing to pay enough money that you can then be in a position where you can have this constant stream of clients who are prepared to pay enough money for you to then work maybe a four-day week. Now, whether you're a business owner or a coach or anything, if you can make your goal to work a four-day week and earn sufficient money in the four-day week to live the lifestyle that you want, what a brilliant position to be in yeah. because on that other day, you can choose. And when you've got a young family, you'll spend it with the children. And when the children are older and don't want to spend it with you, you might take what you do and you might do what you're doing, a podcast, or you might take something out into the community. There are so many things that you could do with your time. Gives you options. Yeah, absolutely. But only if you get the maths right. Yeah, yeah. And this is the next question I was going to say, because, again, I think on from, from the face of it on social media, we probably make it seem a little bit too easy than easy, much easier than it is. So let's let's give this example of someone that has been uh, been furloughed or, or similar during COVID. They've used that time and they've realised what they want in life. So they realise they want to spend more time with their family, or or even the opposite. Maybe they just want to buy a canal boat and travel around the UK on a canal, right? Whatever their thing is, I think this is the main thing. It's whatever their thing is, that's fine. But how do they then go from that step of the thinking or the knowledge of knowing what they want to making that first step of starting to achieve it? How do they make that first step? I feel that it's always maths. It's, it's always about maths because if you want to get into business and maths isn't your thing, then you're going to struggle because you've got to understand maths in terms of unit costs and production costs and sales figures, but also in terms of budgets and everything else. And I would say if you've been in that position um, or you're in that position now, one of the first things you want to do is look at your personal income. If you can manage your personal money, then you have an amazing skill 
to go into a business with. If you can't manage your own personal budget, then entering a business without having someone come in and partner with you to manage the money, I think would put you on very rocky foundations in the first place. So managing your money, I love a spreadsheet. You can do it on paper, you can do it in Word, you can do it wherever it is. If you don't know how much money you have coming in and how much money you have going out, you don't know whether you're negative, positive or mm -hmm. breaking even. You need to know that before you start anything else. And once you've got a grip on the, the maths, once you're in control of the maths, the next thing is to look at your resources. Um, so this is, uh, you'll maybe see on the bottom of the screen, vickywilshay.com forward slash scorecard. So one of the things that I did as a result of writing the Wealthy Retirement Plan book was create um, an online audit that takes you through the five principles of a wealthy retirement or a wealthy future. And that is clarity, which is the... Um, the story that you set up. They're clear about what they want. Control, which is the maths. That's the second thing. Then the third thing is about resources. So you want to set up a business. What are you going to do? Are you going to exploit some of your knowledge or experience? Are you going to exploit your muscles? Um, that could either be as labor or because you're, you're buff and you go down the gym and you show people how to exercise um, or you're into massage, whatever it is. What is the what is the resources or what are the resources that you have? And there'll be money, time, knowledge, skills, experience. And from that, you've also got to have an interest and then look at what business model you can create out of that. And then you've got to go back to the maths again and work out whether it's worth doing it. And that's the leverage side of things. So if I take this resource and I apply leverage to it, so I make my money work or I make my time work or I make my knowledge or contacts work, Am I going to get enough money to fulfill principle number two, the amount of money that I need to earn on a monthly basis? And if the answer is no, and you can get part of the way there with this business, but you can't have all the money that you need to survive, which you've got to survive, then you can have a part-time job and a part-time business until your business builds up momentum so that you can then sustain yourself without having to have a part-time job as well so there's always a way but you see how all of it is maths all of it is understanding the numbers how much do you actually need to live on and from that how are you going to earn it straightforward exactly. and then you work it out yeah i apologize my dog is going nuts in the background if you hear that <laughs> I um, can't hear it. But it, it, it's, it's life, right? It's life. Uh, I mean, that is ideal because what I love about that is you've, you've just made it super simple, right? I think there's so many people out there just overcomplicate the simplicity, whether that's themselves going into something, whether they think, oh, I want to do this with my business, and they overcomplicate it, or the other way around, you know, some uh, a trainer or coach or social media influencer makes something really simple, overcomplicated to sell or, or whatever their intention is yeah um but like we said it is really simple and i think if you those foundations that you've just laid out can be applied to anyone at any stage of their business because yep. it's all about focusing on it's that classic cheesy saying of working on the business not in the business Very if you know your numbers if you know your strengths if you know your clarity if you know your resources then your business is going to be vastly stronger than the majority of other businesses, let's put it that way. Yeah, and I mean, so many times I meet people who run businesses in the personal 
services sector so they're they're gym instructors or they're coaches of some form or maybe they're massage or therapists or anything else and they charge by an hourly rate and what they have missed is that if you are charging between 60 and 100 pounds for a 40 to 60 minute session you have got to work so hard i mean another i don't want to maths everybody insane but if you (laughs) are um running a business I know. So sorry. If you are running a business that is um, charged by the hour, you've got to be earning a minimum of a thousand pounds a day. So if you've only got seven hours or eight hours in which to earn that, you can see the rate that you need to be charging. And the reason for that is that in an in an ideal world, the point of this business is that you do not work any more than the equivalent of Monday to Friday, nine to five. Because if you're going to have to work more hours than that in this business that you're creating for yourself, you'd be better off getting a job yeah. where you theoretically have job security, a pension, mm-hmm. national insurance, six pay and everything worry else. about accounts, anything like that. Exactly. And company and, you know, Other social people. status. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So why do it? So if you're going to create a business now, when I say theoretically, it might be that your business is a bit. America focus, you might start midday and work later. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. That's the joy of having your own business. That in that period of nine to five, you have got to deliver on your services. But in order to deliver on your services, you've got to market your services. You've got to have calls with clients to book them in or a system that takes care of that. But then you still have to manage that system. Yeah. You've got invoicing or a system that handles that, but you still have to manage it. There are so many aspects that you need mm-hmm. to do. And You can argue all you like. I'm just suggesting that actually you can only work on your business two days a week because you need to be doing all the admin, the invoicing and the managing of things one day a week. You need to be working on your business from a helicopter level. So that's developing product, developing the service, doing things like this, podcasting, whatever else, um, one day a week and then you've got one day a week in which you are speaking to clients and onboarding the next sets of people however your system works to get you in there so if you can only work two days a week and assume that there are four uh weeks in a month etc etc then you're only working eight days a month income generating days and assume that people go away on their holidays or stop thinking about stuff during August because of the kids and they stop thinking about things from the middle of January to the middle of uh, so December to January because mm-hmm. Christmas gets in the way. So it's really only 10 months of the year. You have 80 days a year to earn the amount of money that you worked out that you need to earn in order to keep you in the lifestyle that you want to be accustomed to. Even that's, that, I mean, that statistic right there is probably going to put a lot of people off, which Ooh. I think it's probably quite a good thing. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I suppose. But actually, I, I hope it inspires you because yeah. if if you if you've got that there and that clarity, you've got something to go for. Exactly. Right. It's it, you know it becomes quite a simple thing. And if, for example, you assume say eighty days, you assume that your business costs are as much as your living costs. Mm-hmm just to make my maths nice, because it all works out nicely if we do it this way around, you need to earn £80,000 a year that pays for the running of the business. So that's your internet, your computers. In the old days when we (laughs) travelled, travel costs, um, but buying things like microphones and and Macs and everything else, um, professional insurance, 
and particularly if you're a service industry, then the rest of it is your time, then depending on your actual costs, you're either going to earn £60,000 a year and have 20,000 costs, or you're going to have 40,000 in costs and 40,000 pounds yep. a year. Da da! Now just earn yourself a thousand pounds a day. There we and go. there are ways that you can do that. It doesn't have to be all about your hourly rate. Yeah. And this is where, with your one day a week, you start thinking about how you can provide more to your clients. Mm. What services on top of the, the front facing service can you offer? So, do you have a book? Do you have a course? Can you package what you do? Um, I remember speaking to a woman who ran a colonic irrigation business. Um, and so you can have a coffee enema, right? So charge extra for a coffee enema. So sure. instead of now paying £60 for uh, 40 minutes, you pay £100 for 40 minutes. She's doing exactly the same thing except adding coffee in the mix the coffee granules, I'm quite sure they were very special coffee granules, but they're just <laughs> coffee granules, um, which probably you can pick up from Starbucks or something. I don't know. So they're just coffee granules. But all of a sudden, her hourly rate has gone from £60 yeah. to £100. So what can you do that adds value to your clients? I wanted her to create a booklet on, okay, so you've come for gut health. What are the things that I should eat? What are the things I shouldn't mm -hmm. eat? What are the exercises I should do? What should I avoid? And, yeah. and, you know, that's four booklets. That could be a video program that your clients buy into. You well, it's the power know. of education, isn't it? Yeah. Educating your, your customers, educating your clients, because then that breeds awareness. Absolutely. But they can also step off and be little individual programs yourself. Mm -hmm. So maybe the idea of a colonic makes you squeamish, but you could actually buy into a video program that tells you what to eat and how to exercise yeah. and still improve your gut health and still pay money. But now, because it's an online program, it's not taking up hours after the creation. Sure. So I I'm not saying it's simple and business isn't for everyone. Because actually, some people really like the companionship that mm. working with others in a business gives them. And, and I think you've got to be a particular sort of person that can put up with the early years of loneliness. Yeah. Your only friends are your customers um, and, and tech support or, you know, <laughs> the, the person you speak to at, at Facebook adverts or something like that. In the early days of my business my only friend was an estate agent and the guy that used to show me around the buildings, you know, so you're going to step away from the world that you've known yeah. where you had work colleagues and they're going to think that you're weird and that you're strange to want to go and set up a business and you won't necessarily have the connections and the support around you for the new business just mm. yet, or there'll be early stages and so it's going to be a lonely transition and that that takes steel and you need that steel because then that's what keeps you going when things get tough later yeah. on i think uh, that's such a important point to press because that is the one thing that i think a lot of new business owners are not aware of because they're often speaking to people that are maybe 6 12 18 months plus in who are kind of in the flow of their new business, in the flow of speaking to people at network events, speaking to people there. And they often forget to think about that first initial six months, 12 months in, when like you said, it, it is an awfully lonely place at times. Mm -hmm. um, 
And even the whole thing about going from that office office environment or being able to walk in the office and saying, hey, morning, everyone. What do you do at the weekend? What are you having for lunch? Those small, pretty much meaningless moments at the time suddenly have meaning to them mm-hmm. when you're just speaking to that same person every day or, or just speaking to your customers every day. You really do have to discover, and I think it's very important to go out there and, and find those new groups of people that are going to inspire you, that are going to motivate you, that are going to be there for you when you've got a question, when you've got something else, when it goes wrong, you know you've got that support. Um, and, you know, there's there's countless, countless uh, groups out there, masterminds, whatever you want to have. There's always a space for someone, I think, which is really vital. I totally agree with you. And I think that's where if you are serious about setting up a business, then invest in a mentor. Yeah. Um, do some of the thinking for yourself right at the beginning before you start, before you commit any money. You know, what is it that I'm passionate about? What is my business about? Is it about my knowledge transfer? Is it about my skill transfer? Understand some of those aspects to yourself. Do the maths so that you know that you're managing your own money mm. and what you need to earn. And think in loose terms how you could earn a thousand pounds a day or even 500 pounds a day. But, you know, at least head towards the thousand pounds a day. And that's not a limit. You can earn more than that. And then start to look for someone who is in your field, who has trodden the path you've trodden. Now, just remember, no one has trodden this path before because no one has started a business just after the weird year that we've had. <laughs> this is this is new. I hate the phrase the new normal. This is not normal. This is abnormal. So yeah. this is like the slate has been wiped clean. But as close as you can to look at someone who has started a business and gone through challenges right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when I started investing in property in 2008, that was right at the start of the recession. And we're probably going to do another one of those now. So I have those skills, not because of what's gone on in 2020, but because of what went on yeah. in 2008. So who have you seen who have set up a business from a challenge? Who understands what you're going through and then make sure that you've got that connection because then that mentor can be the person that can provide you with mm. some of that support. They're the person that speaks to you as a human exactly. because you can't speak. Obviously you speak to your customers as if they're humans, but you can't be Stephen and Vicky. You have to be Stephen Haggerty and Vicky Wache. Yeah. You've got to be the person that they're buying for. They're not, they're not buying you to be a friend. Exactly. I think that's that is such an important point when you're looking at coaches, when you're looking at mentors. I think they a lot of people come at it to fill that void of the loneliness aspect, but it isn't, you know, we're not here to be your friend at all times. Sure, we might be a friendly voice, yes. but it is about sometimes dragging them to the place that they, they want to be. Um, yes. you know, going through those uncomfortable situations, going through those situations. Um, which is ideal. I think what a really good point to add on to what you just said as well is looking at how people and how those pe- those businesses have dealt with the last three, four months time. Um, you know, how have they dealt with COVID? How have they responded to it? How have they spoke to their customers? How have they carried on growing their business if they were able to? Because also realistically, some business weren't able to do that. Um, but 
you know, if you're in property, there were still opportunities in property, for example. So it's who found those opportunities and how did how they dealt with those. Mm-hmm. Um, my, one of my last questions for you, Vicky, is on 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 that point. Have you done or have you discovered anything in the last couple of months that you're implementing into your business moving forward that you perhaps didn't even know about before? Hmm. Not a trick question, if it's. A- <laughs> No, I, I'm thinking. Have I? I think. I think what I got through this period is confirmation and confidence that what I have been sharing since easily 2012. Oh, it's a, such a judgmental word, but is right. You know, yeah. all the way along since 2012, um, when I wrote my second book, I said that property was a business mm-hmm. and. It's just a business. And the same thing that applies to all of them, it's these five principles, clarity, control, resources, leverage, and then legacy, which is the lifestyle at the other end of it. How do you how do you want to be remembered? How do you want your life to be led? And it's the same principle all the way along. And it's almost as if um, the book that's called The Wealthy Retirement Plan, the orange book that's behind me, if I'd called that the if you knew COVID was coming, how to survive a pandemic book. That is exactly what the book is about. It's about understanding what's important to you, understanding how much it costs to live that life, and then working out how Mm. you're going to make that money. And no judgment. And it can be a combination of all things. It can be a combination of working in a job, running a business, doing something you're passionate about, um, doing something philanthropic, um, doing something working with children. It could be anything that you want it to be as long as it fulfills your joy, which is the things that are important to you, and our all of ours fundamental need for money. And when I talk about the money, I talk about enough, more than enough, and much more than enough. Mm-hmm. And enough covers your bills. More than enough covers your bills, gives you a new car every three years. And in the old days when we could go away on holiday, a holiday. Um, and, and much, much more than enough is, you know, just you if you want fancy things and you want fancy watches, which isn't my bag at all, but if you want all of that other stuff, you can have that as well. well once you know those three levels of money and you know that you can earn enough to cover off enough, you're sorted. Then your next goal, if you want to, is to earn more than enough. Yeah. But know that you have enough because if you're not taking care of the bills – what you're doing is always caught in this trap where you are making money in order to have time off. You're making money in order that you can afford a holiday to go away somewhere because you need to get away from the life you've got here. Mm. Um, you asked me how we sort of coped over um, COVID. So I would do what's the weather forecast going to be? The weather forecast is going to be hot right, sorry, business, I will be checking the phone from the garden, but I'm going to be out there. I've become a lockdown gardener. I have a vegetable (laughs) patch. I've created tomatoes and courgettes, and I even have a baby melon. Oh, my God. I'm just... I'm just really hoping this weather keeps going, that this thing can actually grow. It'll be you'll, be, you'll be tucking it in at night if it doesn't. I know. Well, I'm practically tucking it in now. I mean, I'm so <laughs> precious about this darn thing. But if the weather was bad, you know, or cloudy or, you know, even the temperature a bit low, I'm in the office, I'm on it, mm-hmm. I'll bang the day out, 
um, you know, and I'll, I'll get the work done. And I have organized my clients and my client calls around the weather as much as I can. Love so that. I've basically been working a three day week. Um, I have one day off a week with my daughter and two grandchildren. I know I look too young. Uh, we got a new baby in February. Um, and obviously I didn't get a hold him for four months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but for my birthday, which was in the middle of July, I, that was my birthday present was to have my oh. my hug with him, which was just beyond amazing and just reinforces that I want to spend one day a week mm. going out with them yeah. and then spend one day a week going out with my partner yeah. and still have the weekend off to do babysitting Whatever. my plants. <laughs> to just nurture the melon that's all yeah nurture the melon. Days, exactly right? that sounds dreadful doesn't it like it really does <laughs> but, I love but that. It's, it's about everybody is trying to make money so that they can have time yeah and what i would suggest to you is now make time so that you can have more money make time to manage your budget make time to understand what's important to you and then make time to create the money that you need in order to live the lifestyle that you want. It's about switching it the other way around. We pursue money and actually there are things that are, I'm not denying money is important, but there are things that are more important than mm. money. And actually you need those in your life as well. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Vicky, what a lovely way to round off this podcast. So thank you so much for that. My final, final question is, how can people find more about you? How can they purchase your book? Or books should I say sorry yes <laughs> uh, well the books are all on Amazon so if you can spell my name then that's a good start <laughs> and, and I put it up here vickywashay.com is the website if you go to forward slash school card that's where the online audit is and there are two that are live on there at the moment there will be three so whether you want to think about the five principles that I've spoken today and about the lifestyle that you want then that's the wealthy retirement school card readiness to retire wealthy or you can do the business health check if you're already an existing business owner and look at how you can apply the similar principles to your business and then i'm writing one at the moment when the weather's bad so it's taking me a bit longer than usual <laughs> uh, which will be for property investors to start looking at their property businesses but basically find my name and you'll find me on linkedin on facebook on youtube on everywhere lovely vicky Thank you so much for coming on Founders 365. Thank you for sharing your story, sharing your wisdom. Uh, I think it's been a fantastic episode. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. Like I said, this has been Founders 365.